So we're going to bring in my great pal, Tyler Goodspeed, former chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors. Now he's a Hoover Institution fellow. Uh, Tyler, thank you. Welcome. It's good to be with you, Larry. So I had our mutual friend, Larry Lindsay, on the TV show yesterday, actually. And um, he's saying, and I'm going to quote him directly. There have never been two consecutive quarters of negative growth that were not ultimately deemed as recessionary. So, you know, semantics aside, Tyler, we're in a recession. I mean, I, I, I looked at the numbers for real GDP. I'm sure you did, too, for the preliminary numbers for Q2. They're bad numbers. Housing's going down. Business investment's going down. Consumers are flat. It's not a good story. The GDP deflator was 8.9%. What do you make of this? I think you just touched upon a really good observation, Larry, which is the diffusion part of the definition of a recession. So when the NBER, the National Bureau of Economic Research, ultimately dates a recession, they look at three, three variables, basically, the depth, the duration, and the diffusion, how broad it is. Hmm. And you know, we have the depth because, you know, the first half of the year, we've now had a contraction that is deeper than the recession in the early 2000s. It's deeper than the recession in 1969-70. It's deeper than the recession in the early 1960s. It's almost as deep as the recession in the early 1990s. We have the duration because, as you, as you noted, we had two quarters of, of negative growth in a row. And in terms of diffusion, as you noted, Larry, you've got negative business investment, negative real estate investment, residential investment, negative inventories. Uh, exports finally picked up a little bit last quarter, but the, the rest of world outlook is not looking great. So I think that's probably going to be a drag moving forward. And consumer spending on goods has really slowed. So just consumer spending on services is the only thing keeping this thing afloat. Hmm. I mean, I'm not happy with it. Nobody's proud of it. I hate to see Americans, you know, go go into this thing probably the next shoe to drop i mean is going to be employment uh i I don't know that we'll get a new number for uh we'll get july numbers next friday but the point is i'm watching tyler uh weekly initial unemployment claims are now rising uh i think they're up about 50 or sixty thousand. that's really the only thing left is the employment story and I think that's going to show more and more weakness. What do you think? What do you make of that? Well, you're, you're right. It's it, those those initial unemployment claims have been ticking up for several months now. It's it's so incremental, but you know that is that is a leading indicator. A lagging indicator is the the, the headline payroll jobs growth uh, that that often lags developments in the rest of the economy because people firms like to postpone as long as possible having to lay off workers you know our former colleague kevin hassett made the observation that given given the extent to which inflation has been outpacing wage gains Mm. it actually makes it a little bit more affordable for firms to hold on to workers as long as possible before layoffs Um, but i think ultimately you know given given the outlook in the rest of the economy we're we're probably going to start seeing those those layoffs tick up Real disposable income, so income less inflation, less taxes, minus 3.2% last 12 months, Tyler. Yeah, um, you know, for much of the past year, 
year and a half, Larry, I know you and I have been talking about declining real wages. Mm. Until recently, that was on average that the real wage inflation adjusted wages were declining. But at least in the aggregate, given the, the number of job gains, total household wage, you know, total wages in the economy, the total wage bill was going up. That is no longer true. Uh, and we saw that reflected earlier this week in, in the, the real disposable personal income numbers, that in the aggregate, uh, household wages are not keeping up with inflation. Tyler, uh, when you look at the whole big picture, what are the primary causes of this recession? Um, that's... The- I think it's a combination of, I mean, higher interest rates uh, does a lot to cool investment, inventory investment, because of the carry cost of that. Um, I think that the, the fiscal policy outlook has been as as not has not contributed to an optimistic consumer or an optimistic small business, and we see that reflected in surveys of consumers and surveys of small businesses uh, who basically report recessionary levels of optimism. And I think the other big one is that we created uh, in early 2021 with the American Rescue Plan, we created a massive inflation problem Mm. that now is impeding consumer demand um, and and business demand. I mean, the the, the inflation problem is, is, is the ultimate source of this. I think so, too. You know, I think, Tyler, the downturn, the recession in the first half of 2022 is primarily because of the rapid inflation and the slump in uh, real wages and confidence. You're right, confidence support. But you know what else, Tyler? I don't know if you followed the regulatory story. I mean, this Biden's have had the greatest increase in regulations of any president going back as, you know, certainly to the post-war numbers. I saw, uh, what did I see, a number, $200 billion in regulatory costs in 2021 alone? I mean, it's like it's like this, uh, what Newt Gingrich calls big government socialism, or Steve Forbes calls it modern socialism through the regulatory state. It's like they're strangling the economy. A lot of it is fossil fuels, but a lot of it's just business in general. Yeah, and you know they're, 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 they're the direct compliance and paper cost of regulation, but there are also a lot of distortionary effects and spillover effects from one sector into another. You get misallocation of resources, and you know when you look at small businesses, I remember back in 2018, 2019, uh, when we were making a big deregulatory push in the Trump administration, we had folks from the National Federation of Independent Businesses come in, and they said they were observing something incredibly refreshing and that was for the first time that they had ever seen there's the small businesses in their survey were reporting were not reporting that a government created problem was their number one concern um their number one concern at that time was was uh, labor shortages labor mm-hmm. labor quality um but things like taxes things like government and financial you know, interest rates things like government regulations those were no longer issues and we've, we've seen a reversal of that over the past year and a half. Uh, last one, last minute. Why is, you know, look, I know why the Bidens are denying recession. That's just politics. But why is Jay Powell saying there's no recession? I mean, I don't get that. 
Yeah, I don't get that either. Um, I think he's still hoping for, for a soft landing. But, but Larry, there was something that that I found a little bit unsettling in the Fed's remarks, uh, not least the very dovish nature of it, um, of, of their actions. But they, they noted in their remarks that they were going to be paying attention to market-based measures of inflation expectations. Hmm. And I think that could be a mistake because bond markets – historically are not good at predicting inflation Hmm. and they've not been good at predicting inflation over the past year and a half Uh, historically in high inflationary periods consumers do a much better job forecasting inflation and ultimately consumers are are what matter because it's you know it's it's small businesses it's households negotiating wages it's people who are out there making contracts and buying things Uh, so i i would be if i were if i were the fed i would be paying a lot more attention to, to consumer and business surveys of inflation expectations rather than what the bond market's saying. Yeah, I think you're right. The, the latest consumer confidence in the conference board was really bad. Really, really bad. bad. Tyler Goodspeed, former chair of the Council of Economic Advisors. He's now out at the Hoover Institute. Thank you, Tyler. We'll talk some more. Always a pleasure, Larry. Yeah, Take you care. Got it.